Well, hey, you radiant being of pure light and pure dark. We're here today with Marilyn Prosper. Um, we needed to have her back on for episode 66 of the Cosmic Mama podcast. I'm your host, Andy Murphy. And we were kind of called into this today because there were things that needed to be discussed. Because uh, what's up on planet Earth? What the fuck is up on planet Earth? Things just moved. And trying to understand, trying to understand, trying to navigate this as a human in form, it can be a lot at times. So we need perspective. We need the guides and we need the teachers and we need the friends and we need the lovers and we need those ones who might just have access to other places of wisdom, which is my sweet friend Marilyn. Because we're coming out of this thing of the last three years and wanting to reclaim the power from that, wanting to playing new places of your ability to create and not just creating reality. That's a byproduct. You are creating yourself. Marilyn's going to talk about that with us inside. And the now, what I would call the luminous Akashic now, the now, your ability to be in the now, um, Eckhart Tolle, power of now. This is more important than ever because you coming online fully as yourself, and your radiance, and your ease, and your bliss. Well, you have something to do here. I know, do I say this every time? We need you. We need you. And that's not pressure. That's just an invitation back into the bliss and the joy that is promised to you by your very incarnation. So you ready to do this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Light a bowl, light a joint, light a candle. Allow yourself to remember today. To remember what it is that you came here for and that you truly are and allow the wisdom of Marilyn to be exactly the medicine that you need to bring you forward. I'll see you inside, babe. As we welcome you here to episode 66, because does it feel like we just saw Marilyn? It does. It, to <laughs> it totally does. And um, the request that's come in today, you know, I, I hate to say like it's not a free will, but like I don't think we really had a choice, Marilyn. Uh, we have been asked to be here today from, um, you know, other sources that need us to talk about some things today. I have an idea of what we're talking about. I don't know for sure. So as you guys are arriving here with me and Marilyn, I'll open some sacred space, but give us just a little bit of grace too, because um, <laughs> when we're asked to channel in such a public forum, it can be a little disconcerting. What the fuck, y'all? What are we doing? Um, we don't know what we're doing, except they have some questions that Marilyn gets to answer. Okay. So allowing yourself to come into this now. Allowing yourself to choose yes to being in body. Allowing yourself to feel even better than you did before you sat down to listen. As we ask the guides of the highest realms, as we ask the saw of Gaia, the saw of you, to give you the perspective, the love, the insight that is exactly what you need right now. 
ever you've been in constraint and fear and resistance, give that permission to soften now. To find you in sweetness. pretty fucking Egyptian on this y'all so hey um we won't be spilling anything from the mystery schools because Marilyn and I are both pretty um mindful and respectful of that lineage but um it's <laughs> I mean Marilyn's color says it all doesn't it like anyone who knows Marilyn's color says it all hey honey hi hi everyone <laughs> um what am I doing here again? <laughs> mm -hmm. right. Where we're going to start today, um, it's cute, is kind of the frozenness of things. Um, and I want to start with the post that you put up most, let's not say recent because time, um, the post that you put up about how what we're doing right now is mirroring and closing out three years ago. Can you start by catching us up to that and then we'll see where we go from there? Oh, when I noticed that, um, okay, um, I haven't given as much thought to it as I should have, but okay. I don't need thought from you or anyone. Like y'all, we're not here for thought because it's very clear the world of thought is dissolving and we're all getting like weird fucking upgrades. And I only say weird because it's uncomfortable in a body. So Marilyn, like why we're here is to you and I come together and see if we might be able to navigate or explain a little bit what we are going through and what others are going through. So um, I don't need thoughts and I don't need answers because we don't have them. We're here to find them. All right, so I'm gonna mention a couple of things. So three always for me means form. And so three years ago, um, is what, well, it hasn't been quite three years yet, was part of my awakening. And just keys just kept dropping in, right? Just these random things, or at least I felt it was random. And what I'm finding is that as we are in 2023, what's happening is sort of like we are bringing into form some of the keys that were dropped in. So it's almost like we're closing Say, we're closing the cycle, right? And birthing at the same time, whatever it is that we're starting to bring into this world. So for instance, um, I'm just gonna mention Theta very briefly. In Theta, we talk about divine timing. Mm. Divine timing, some people equate it to actual time. It's not anything to do with time at all. It specifically has to do with the reasons why you came here. I came here to do this thing, AKA mission. And so for me, I kept, you know, when I saw my divine timing, I saw images. And so I just sort of equated like, oh, that's when I arrive. And then I realized like, no, I'm in it now. I'm actually in my divine timing now. And one day I'll just happen to be like, oh, this is that image that I saw. And so now it's time for me to sort of like this amalgamation of all the information that came through. Now I'm putting it into form. I remember my guides phrased it in three different ways. So how did they say it? Amassing, distillation, execution. 
Woo. So it's sort of like 2020, 2021, and even to a certain degree, and nothing is linear, right? So we're just amassing so much information, right? Upgrades, activations, initiation, downloads, like bombardment of information, all the, like so much remembering was happening. And then there was this period where we've been distilling. What do you want? What do you desire? What do you want to be? What do you like? What don't you like? What are your boundaries? What does consent look like? That's part of the distillation. Some people will call it refinement. And then on the tail end of that is sort of like the execution. Like now get out there in the world and do the thing. Because at the end of the day, we came here to do the thing. We didn't just come here to sort of float in the ethers day in, day out. Or just to dream, right? Like we aren't here just to dream things in. We're here to um, create them actually create them and we are fractal of source and source creates right and we are creators and so that is what we're here to do so some people will end up creating and some people are just going to loop in the dream world right in Mm. the sort of like oh when this be nice and sort of waiting for the thing to happen Right, but that's not what this is. This is a generation behind us that kind of got stuck in that. I feel at times. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're here to literally create the thing, do the thing, and that's even. I think it might have been a post before that. It's sort of like there's this separation of the people who, okay, I happen to do spiritual work, right? Because I'm a healer, and so you sitting in corporate, you're not doing anything spiritual but spirit and body is quite literally changing the landscape of these corporations which is huge um can we just speak to that for a second for anyone who is in corporate and um might not feel great about it you're exactly where we need you to be because we've all been placed very strategically (laughs) exactly where we're needed even if it doesn't make any sense at all and the way that energies are through flowing through you the way that you are transmuting energies because it is this two-way valve at times right there's energies that are coming in and there's energies that are going out um you're exactly where you need to be and as long as it isn't taking life force from you deprioritize that fucking job a little bit don't make it your 100% don't give it your main attention it gets 8 hours a day of your attention and the rest of your life gets the rest um so reprioritizing that instead of judging that you're not where you're supposed to be because if all of us just left some of that world we'll just say that world right if all of us left that world and became healers um that would flood the system too and that's not the way not all of us are meant to have healing centers not all of us are meant to be healers we all get to um bring ourselves to it in different ways i'm trying to find something i thought it was the most fascinating thing because there was a time where the guide said okay now you have to go back out in the workforce and i was just like what this was earlier this year i'm going to find this and i thought it was so fascinating and i and i really knew like all right, it's not really for me to do the day-to-day nine-to-five job. There's something behind this. So I remember asking them, well, what is it? What is it? What did I say? What's the skills acquisition here? And what they said was, it was very interesting. Um, 
deepened because I have great interrelational skills, but they said deepened interrelational skills within the third density, deepen my skills of influence from a higher energetic perspective, mm -hmm. being able to see through the matrix while in the heavens, right? Real-time matrix manipulation, real-time creation within the matrix, learning to work real-time while receiving downloads, because that would have been like, I don't know if I, I didn't do that when I was actually working, right? Um, learning to navigate real-time based on received guided instruction and learning to use the mirrors of my work colleagues to heal and manipulate reality. I thought that was super interesting. So sometimes we think like we're just going to work and sometimes it takes like, all right, what I realized was if I go back to this, I'm a completely different person. So I get to bring a whole set of, you know, skills. Um, and maybe you don't have to leave, right? Maybe it's just bringing the skill sets there. Maybe it's just transmuting frequencies. That's all you need to do. Maybe you're learning to bend time, right? Like you have this much work and you, you know, I got to do it in this amount of time. I don't know, but there's so much that now we can bring to this lived reality that's available to us. And giving some space and some grace for corporate America to evolve as well. Um, I think we have a tendency at times of like, in that polarity of things, right? Good and bad, not good. Uh, that's not it. Duality, not polarity. Sorry, still navigating my way through those differences. But not all corporations are bad. Corporations have an opportunity to evolve. Corporations have a sock. Corporations have a soul. Everything um, in its truth wants to move into harmony and into peace and wants to evolve. Um, the evolution of corporations and money and profits, that's the malmatrix that we're <laughs> growing out of. But please don't... Um, don't carry any negativity about yourself if that's where you are able to make the most money for service of your purpose and your soul and your healing and your growth right now. And also knowing like, all right, that's part of creation too. Hmm. That is part of creation too. Like what we deem as, you know, evil and nefarious, it's part of creation. Part of creation. <laughs> Would you talk to me, cause you said it to me yesterday. And I don't know if I know the difference between mission and purpose. We're here to be happy, joyful, like that's our purpose, love, that's our purpose, you know, that's that's just it. Now mission is sort of like, well, there's this thing that I have to do, that I came here to do, that I'm contracted to do, mm. right? It could be the healing center, right? It could be a new piece of tech. It could be, you know, changing the way corporations um, engage with the world or it could be you know solving deforestation somewhere it's something that's your mission right and so there's i think a lot of people are so busy chasing purpose and if they come back mm -hmm. to self right then it's sort of like well it's just really for me to be you know to live this experience this human life right like be the full expression of life and a divinity in form. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. When you talk about your guides, mm -hmm. I don't need to know who they are. Um, but I know that you engage in relationship with your guides differently than I do with mine. Can you talk about maybe how that 
has come to be and like is it uh because whenever you read something like that marilyn you're so fucking clear so is this like you taking dictation from the higher realms from your highest self is it coming in in written form is it coming in in verbal form how do you do it so i most of mine um comes in written no wait that's not true i hear them now i when I was younger, I wrote a lot. I would have considered myself a writer. And then until I got to university, right? Because university writing is very different. You're writing for word count. <laughs> and so the creativity tends, to, for me at least, went out the window. Um, but it's something, when it comes through me, a lot of times I do end up writing it out. Actually, I tend to type it out on my phone because I type really fast because I was a programmer. Like this? literally two fingers or one one thumb two what huh um i don't know How do I do it? yeah yeah two thumbs yeah and it's fast it's fast awesome. and i can get the because i was a programmer i learned to type really fast right and so this way it's sort of like i don't have to stop the stream of thought i don't write as fast anymore right because we've yep. gotten so the digital age has gotten us and especially software you know programming has mm -hmm. had me on a computer for a long time so yeah i really write it out but i can't like for a client earlier i was channeling so that happens as well now the other question my relationship with my guides so okay that one's interesting when so first of all i couldn't really hear my guides initially right and so that was some source of frustration then i finally started hearing them and i have issues with authority <laughs> <laughs> and i felt like don't people say. tell me what to do and i was annoyed and i was just like who the hell are you you know, and then it was sort of like, all right, fine, you know, but that also came from a place of wounding where everyone's out to get me. Interesting. Right. So then, you know, as I've been sort of like peeling back the layers and doing my work, I realized, all right, you had some issues there. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, and also the other thing, too, is I always have had a lot of guides at one time and it's been very overwhelming and i tried different formats where it's like all right almost like board meeting style i've tried like conclave like i've tried so many style. one at a time one at a time mm -hmm. exactly and then i just realized you know what this isn't working and so last year i just had this epiphany that that I'm the one doing this thing. They are just simply providing guidance. I can either take it or not. I don't have to do it if I don't feel comfortable yet. Oh, I will work my way towards the comfort if it makes sense to me. Mm. And if that doesn't make sense, maybe we need to switch things around. So the way we work together is literally like a team and it's so funny because a friend of mine interacted with my guys the other day and she said, I've never met anyone, <laughs> any guys like this before. It was a very interesting. Oh, and the other thing also, I don't want to be coddled. Just tell me like it is. 
because then there's a sense for me, mm. if it feels uncomfortable, I can sort of manage the discomfort, you know, and I can prepare myself in a way that needs to be done, right? Rather than sort of like, you know, cause some guys, they are really like nice and sweet and they lay it on thick and I've seen it. I've seen it with, um, you know, it's funny. People. I don't always trust those guides. Me neither. Me neither. Because I need my guides and my team. And whenever I hear yours, I'm like, oh, they sound like project managers, right? They're just kind of like watching things up here and making sure that like chess players, like that moves here, that moves here. Um, I rely on them for their perspective. I rely on them for the truth because in this human experience, I can't always see what they can see. I need them to show it to me differently and to come in and you know andy you've probably like seen like people and you're like hearing how they interact with their guides and then you're seeing their guides and you're like that is not how it's supposed to be that's, like, that's not and we may have talked about this recently personally and i'm just going to share it here too because what happens sometimes on this journey of enlightenment is you call it your guides when it's really an uncomfortable part of you. So like, I'm scared to do this. Uh, and you might like, my guides are making me do this and say, instead of like fucking owning it. So um, wherever you're at in that journey, just know that not everybody, uh, the guides will evolve with you. Um, but you using it as a cop out of like my guide said, when you just don't have the courage to do it, um, clean that up, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut up, please. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, I, but I, I've, I've actually had like intervention sort of conversations with guides for other people like this. What? And I realized like, they're not my guides. These guides are sort of like, how do I say it? Um, They're sort of where you are. <laughs> Interesting. Um, um, we're going to say that more cleanly because you just said it a little bit coded or a little bit quietly. What we are saying is that not all guides have earned the right of perspective and of grace and of divinity. Sometimes guides are just disembodied energies who are kind of here meddling with things. And you could think of well and unwell ancestors in this way. Um, you will not have a grandmother who is a guide. That's not how the fuck it works. Um, excuse me, guides are going to be a little higher dimensional, different perspective, and you gain the right to be able to work with those teams. But sometimes we have energies who are meddling in this world who could have, oh, yeah, I heard you guys, we'll go there, who could have put themselves in your field at a younger age, and they're familiar to you. And they are not truly of a higher dimension of better consciousness. They're just something in here that... Um, has gotten really cozy and you know it and so you let it happen yeah. Yeah. always and because of you andy like um which i was super grateful for i was very conscious in like i want the guide who's for my highest and best like the version of you that's for the like, highest and best <laughs> and that's what i got and it's been extremely helpful for my journey because I don't, I don't work well with mistrust, um, feeling unsafe. You know, I realized like, okay, well, the way I was dealing with my guides, that came from my place of wounding, and so now it's like I said, a completely different mm. relationship. 
we may not always like what they say too, but we'll feel it in a string of resonance that evolves us. Um, Cause you know, and I know sometimes the guides will say shit and I'm like, fuck off, right? Um, it may not be what I want. Um, and yet in that place of like Akashic truth, in that strand of higher truth, it's bringing me somewhere different than I might have um, imagined myself wanting to go. Yeah. And also the other thing for me as well was not, um, there's nothing that's a fire drill. I just always remember like in the beginning thinking like, I need to do this now because they said so. And I remember when I finally, like I had issues being seen. You know, I would have never done a podcast before ever. There was like no pictures of me online. And they dropped it in and I said, all right, I just have to work towards that. Mm -hmm. So rather than like, throwing a picture of myself online or I don't know, pushing myself out there, I did it my way. And so it's like, it is, okay, well now I feel comfortable. Yeah, urgency is not gonna come from guides. Guides yeah. don't have time in that way where you have to do it now. That's very much gonna be your own consciousness, your own uh, shadows. There isn't any no. timing with guides because again, they can see higher perspectives and the long game, not the short one. Um, I want to talk about what I'm calling the defrost and the frozen. Um, my experience over the past couple of weeks, Marilyn knows this because I know her and talk to her a lot and uh, rely on her as friend and sister. Um, Shit's been hard. Um, so in these practices of radiance and joy, the challenges of it are also getting to come up um, so that we really get to be like, do you mean it? Do you mean it? It's a really cool test and one that we find ourselves in. So it's nothing to knock us down. It's nothing to knock us off track. It's refining over and over. Um, the past couple of weeks have been fucking brutal in a human body at times. Um, that brutality I recognize also evolving something, but my experience has been the traumas that I experienced in 2020, 2021, lessened in 2022, but like those traumas are all defrosting in my body now. And there's an opportunity to reclaim the power from the rubble. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, just yesterday, uh, our timing right now here in time and space, uh, yesterday was March 8th. It feels to me like we just crossed something. And like wherever it was like the hardest, we just crossed that point. And now we're on the upswing, which is really good. What is your perspective on what's happening and why? So what is happening? It has to do, okay, so I talk, oh wait, no, all right, so, <laughs> I haven't put it out publicly. Um, this has to do with self-creation, right? Some people call it- no, Hold on, I just like how you drop it in, leave a dramatic pause, and then you keep going when I'm still trying to catch my breath. <clears throat> Cute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So some people will call it identity work. Some look at it as the no self. And so 
think about it, right? Like I call last year my gut renovation, right? Because it was this intense deprogramming. Um, many people have been doing shadow work for a very long time. And it's sort of like now they're finding themselves doing shadow work in a way that they've never done before because it's getting going way deeper. Mm. And so it's pulling out what no longer serves. Some of it is going automatically just by, um, you know, what's naturally happening with ascension anyway. It's why some of us have been asked, well, what do you want? Mm. How do you want to feel, you know? Um, and not just simply like, yes, to some degree, it was like, I literally had to make a list, you know? Um, and then the list got clearer and clearer and clearer, but also, all right, now take a step towards that. And it doesn't have to be, and for me, it would have been like, I would have probably made it big and dramatic. It had nothing to do with that. It was literally like the tiniest thing that I did on, I think it might've been Saturday or Sunday that completely shifted the traje trajectory. I don't even call it shifting timelines anymore. I call it shifting realities. Cool. But even that's hard to say because what's happening, especially when you're really hyper-present in the now moment, it's like everything, the past and future sort of like collide into this still point. And yesterday I was in hyperspace quite a bit because it was like, not it was like, I was literally being walked through a portal. And I landed on the other side, you know, and that has to do with, and I'm clear with what I want and who, how do I want to show up in the world? And it's sort of like, I remember I was, I was sitting in um, actually P the Fairies class creation camp. And the question was, you know, well, what character do you want to be? I just want to be myself. I've never had a chance to really be myself in this world. And that's, what I did last year. But when you think about the no self, we're always creating ourselves over and over and over again. There's the past lives, there's this life, like how many different masks or suits or clothes, like personas did you take on in this life? Just even think about your teen years alone. I was just thinking in the last week, like <laughs> it's, a, it's each place that we show up, we have to be a little bit, um, you know, if I'm going to my daughter's school, I'm a different Andy than I am whenever I'm sitting here. When I'm smoking a joint in my bathtub, um, there's lots of oh. lots of masks. When I was younger, I remember like, okay, I mean, I didn't get them, but I wanted to wear the leather pants and the leather jacket and the one glove. Like, you remember that? But what I did get were those rubber bracelets, right, that we used to like. <laughs> Yep. And that was my thing. That that was my thing. And then there was another character that I chose and another character that I chose. And so now it's like, who, what is this character? Who do you want to step forward as in this world? You get to choose. This is self-creation at its best. And there's, for me at least, it's easy because there's just this deep knowing of the self and how I actually really want to show up in the world. So um, I'm going to pause you right there because I love this, um, the self-creation and coming forward as our truest 
most authentic self, right? Isn't that the ask over and over? And isn't that what we've been doing plant medicines for and meditating for? All of it is to try to refine the safety of being this one version of self. I love how you talked about there aren't timelines, there are multiple realities. And I want to expand on that just a little bit, please. Just a little bit, please. Um, because timelines, as my guides have been very clear recently, timelines don't exist. Line is linear. We are way beyond linear. We are way beyond thought. We are working in very different realities. And time stream is a little bit of the energy that I'm working with. I like your idea of realities. I may not be there yet, Marilyn. <laughs> um, but with the time stream, I know that that stream is affected by me. I know that if I'm in a time stream, there are multiple possibilities, all kinds of infinite opportunities here. And in a time stream, I have much greater power than a timeline that feels fixed and linear. So I want everyone as much as you're able to kind of dissolve that idea of timelines, please. Because we've already evolved out of timelines. We've evolved out of the grids. So because we are being called sort of to, well, not sort of, we are being called to the present mm. over and over and over again. The now moment is not fixed in time at all. It's out of time. It's out of space. It's, it just is. What is happening with that? And as we're healing and as we're sort of coming out of this place of the wounded self, and more into the empowered self, it's collapsing these timelines. So like even in a session, I will see complete timelines like completely wiped out and it all comes to the present. And so as I'm shifting like reality, let's say, right? It doesn't fractal, like there's not, whereas with this parallel universe, right? Like parallel realities, there's so many different, versions of us it's almost as if that doesn't happen because i'm so fixed within myself and in this now that everything just culminates into this one point and so when i'm choosing because it's coming from a centered place because it's coming from mm. for me it feels like from my own fractal of source right from my soul then I'm not splintering off. You're a more powerful and, creator because we are working in the now and you have healed. So it feels like uh, that uh, those frequencies and those energies, like, yeah, there's more potency in the ability to create. There is. And I don't call that. That's what I was um, mentioning in the last podcast. For me, it feels very different than manifestation. This is like pure creation. Great. Hmm. And so with all the skills that I've sort of amassed and refined and distilled, and now it's sort of like, it's not only like self-creation, but, and I haven't done this yet, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that I can actually literally create in physical form. I'm still missing some pieces. I don't, you know, and that is bringing um form to the formulas and i don't know i'm not i have a lot of keys on how it works i just haven't done it yet is matter and reality ready for us to do it yes 
And I love that there was no fucking hesitation. Yeah. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we have the keys. Reality is ready. And we're not doing it yet because? We're still in, um, a lot of us still have a lot of wounding to work through. Okay. And remembering. Mm-hmm. I said to a friend the other day, it's sort of like, have to stay in your own lane. Your own lane is so meant for you. It's about remembering who you are, your gifts. You know, I've had like, I've had a tough time because sometimes people get caught up looking at my plate. I'm looking at their plate, you know. And if I'm looking at your plate, mine's just busy getting cold. Like there's a whole world, <laughs> whole universe, multiverse of things happening on my plate that I need to tend to. And so that, for me, that's where it's at. It's not, you know, I can sit here and I don't know, like consume someone else's medicine all I want, but it's not getting me closer to mine necessarily. So not. Um, one of the mystery school teachings that I feel pretty okay sharing here is all eyes look in. The only thing, 75% of what you should be looking at is you um, and not any longer on that mind of like what needs to be healed or what's broken. Um, we're so beyond that. But I know that for myself in the past couple of weeks, as things have been um, intense in a different way, I'm not watching any media at all. That's not a dictate from anybody. That is me checking in with me. I'd much rather hang out with me than watch any stupid fucking TV show. I would much rather take a bath and linger in these possibilities and potentialities and pay attention to what is blocking me at times because that, um, you know, that's the work. And I've been talking about this idea of looping when we're in the past. The loop is always going to be something in the past. Um, the scared is where we kind of get to start leaning into a little bit more. Do you still get scared, Marilyn? Of course I do. <laughs> Just checking. You always come through with such conviction that I have messages from Marilyn that are starred where I'm like, I need to go back and listen to that. Um, but then I come back in and I'm like, there's nothing like, what is there to be scared of? You know, it's just like, okay, well, let, let's make a choice. Let's make a decision and let's just move in that direction and know that I'm supported. Yeah. You know, and then I just wanted to speak to the healing part, like, and especially the looping, because I've noticed, because um, I haven't been awake very long. There oh. can be looping. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't like that languaging. Um, I, I think you have been awake very long. No, I haven't. I'm fine with saying that. <laughs> it is what it is. I need, you to ex I need you to expand on that a little bit for others who might feel the same, because while you say you haven't been awake for very long, I know who you are at a fucking soul level and how ancient you are. Um, oh, I've been, I'm ancient. I'm very old. I get all of that. But in terms of this time, space, reality, I haven't been. And as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with my soul. Why do we wait so long? And my soul, and I get it. They were like, because you would have committed suicide. You would have off-planeted, right? Like, all this waiting would have, did you, like, it, it just would have, I, I could see how I would have just been frustrated and just like, what is the point? Why am I still here? Yes. So waiting this long, the, the benefit of it for me was I already, 
which I didn't know, but this is what my soul was saying. You already know how to get back to self and how to get back to remembering very quickly. And that's exactly what happened. And I said, yeah. so it makes a lot of sense why 2020 would have been the date and not 2012 or even before that. Because I would have been frustrated for sure. It's just, you know. It's frustrating. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And I'm sure a lot of people didn't make it because they were frustrated. Oh, um, let's just do a little prayer on that for a second, because, yeah, I know lots of people who did not make it. I know lots of people who um, star seeds where the pressure of this um, density even was too much yeah. where uh, and if we look at the idea of the indigos, right, the indigo generation, uh, high suicide rates for that generation, because they came in so enlightened, they came in so psychic, they came in so sensitive into a world that was not ready. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt you on not being awake long. Um, Marilyn hasn't been awake long, and she's just fine about it. <laughs> just fine about it. But no, I wanted to mention the, the, um, the healing. So what I've also noticed um, in just taking the objective, like pulled back view is that because some people have been awake for quite some time, there can have, there could have been an addictive pattern to healing that was developed as well. What I'm noticing is, so last year I did just this, I mean, when I say gut renovation, it was almost like six months, almost every day of like theta. And it was just constant deprogramming. And then finally, and I was sick of it. I was just like, how much longer do I have to do this for this crazy? But then all of a sudden, like August has started to slow and it was like every two weeks, like something would come up. Now it's not that often. And so I think it's worthwhile to say that when you get to a point where you found something that's absolutely amazing about you on your nurture that hmm. don't go diving right back in to find more, because to me, that's sort of the addictive pattern. It is. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth it to even sort of maybe look at what's not working with the healing work that you've been doing. Because um, there's some people who stick with that healing for so fucking long without ever getting to a place where everything is okay, right? And so it's a constant pain state, suffering state to try to fix something. Um, and you and I both know people who do that. And it's heartbreaking to watch and probably even worse to live in. So yeah, I, uh, Lynette Duncan keeps talking about like, we need to celebrate more. We need to celebrate. Um, and so I consciously tried to do that a little bit more too of like, wait a second. Um, we've been through a lot in the last three years, y'all. Yeah, we need to celebrate. And I finally, I never celebrated myself. I have degrees. They're like, I don't know where they are. I just get in, all right, what's next? What do I have to do next? What do I have to do next? And it wasn't until last year where I saw myself as, you know, I am, I don't like the term single mother, but technically that is what I am. And I remember 
literally carrying my daughter on my back. She was three and I lived in New York. I still live in New York and it was snowing. And I remember getting out of the subway. And when you go to certain neighborhoods, especially not the wealthy ones, what happens is they don't really shovel the snow there. And so when I got out of the subway, I slipped and my knee hit the ground and I had my daughter on my back and I literally just got up and kept walking. And I, I just was like, you did, you have, and then had to go to work, work the whole day, run and pick up my daughter, like all the things. And I'm like, you never stopped once to celebrate yourself ever, except for my birthday. That I celebrate. <laughs> I love that. Well, we, we didn't have generations before us that told us we could celebrate. No. We had to keep striving for more than they had. Wasn't that like part of the fucking thing they sold us? Yeah. Had to keep progressing. Had to keep getting better. Had to keep doing more. Had to make more money. Had to... And never getting to enjoy any of it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not sustainable at the very least. It didn't, it didn't work. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. How do you celebrate your birthday? Oh, well, you know what? What? So I'm going to start, I'm going to bring this back, but <laughs> no, wait, usually I love, I love food. I love food. So take me to a fancy restaurant <laughs> and I'm like happy. Um, I love shows. I'm in the city, so I love shows. I love Broadway. Talent. Do you love Broadway? Not necessarily okay. always. Um, yeah, I, but sometimes, yes, it just depends on the show. Okay. Um, I did see Kinky Boots. I did like that. Um, that I had, I really enjoyed, but, and also traveling, but I remember in 2019, there was a part of me that was just like, I really like my birthday. And it's just such a shame that it's just once a year. So you know, once I'm just gonna do something special for myself on the 13th. And I would do something a little extravagant. Every month on the 13th? Every month on the 13th. Fuck yeah, that's beautiful. It was really fun. Why did you stop doing that? I think oh, 2020. Okay, well, <laughs> 2020 kind of stopped everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're defrosting from that now. We are defrosting from it. I can see. With the trauma of it last year, because New York was horrible. Yeah. Everywhere was horrible. New York was just Worse. on another level. I would say New York and California. Well, and it became almost. Um... Mentally apocalyptic apocalyptic mentally it was just mentally abusive it was a lot and so it was a lot waking up and having just sort of like this split perspective yeah um of the world coming to an end but at the same time look <laughs> these shiny objects that apparently are coming <laughs> well and Let's talk about this because sometimes that shiny object that's coming does become delusion. Yeah. 
And you and I have certainly known other enlightened people and light workers and whatever you want to call them, star seeds, who have gone off on that track. So sometimes when we talk about this world that's coming, it could strike people as delusional. Um, but I want all y'all to know that what's happening now, like, it's textural. I can feel it in my body in different ways. There is something um, different structure, different stratosphere. Di it's different. And I think uh, my guidance is that's what's going on with our bodies. Uh, you, wanna, you told me something fucking beautiful yesterday that I really needed to hear. Um, but our bodies are getting ready for more light. More light. It feels like a different climate to me in general. But it was a lot of light before. Wait, wait till you see the light coming. It's a lot more. It's a lot more. Which is so, y'all, anyone who's having what we might call ascension symptoms, um, you know, I don't know where I stand on all of that stuff right now because I think it can get very clicky. It can get very collective. And anytime we have a headache, we're like, I'm doing it for the collective, which I think is a total fucking cop out. Excuse me, my opinion. Um, <laughs> so, whenever we have these things that would feel like ascension symptoms, it comforts us that like I am not the only one having these physical symptoms and it is with great purpose because it's getting us ready for what's coming. But often in that, I mean, there's this death and birth thing that happens simultaneously. Um, that's what I've been experiencing the last couple of weeks is like something is dying. So something new can come in and that's not delusion. It's, it's anchored in me in a different way. It feels in a different way. It, um, I don't have to have as much hope because there's a different texture to it. Does that make sense? Definitely a different texture. So two things you mentioned that I want to touch on the ascension um, symptoms. Sometimes they're not ascension symptoms. Sometimes it's really like, again, because the ascension energies are helping us to clear things out, mm -hmm. It's sort of like, no, this is something you actually have to look at. Yeah. That's when you sort of, all right, I, I don't have a choice. I really have to look at this. And it can be really ancient. You know, it could be inner child, who knows. But then sometimes it's worth it to look at that instead of just writing it off as something like an ascension symptom. Um, and then wait, there was something else that you mentioned. Oh, the delusion. Definitely not delusion, but what I, because I can get a little delusional sometimes because I, I, I have a really wild imagination but what I realize is the beauty of the wild imagination is what creates this world that we want to see and so right like we have the thought play with it you know because it is literally seeding this reality that we're trying to build instead of Oh, you know, coming from a place of wounding, like that's just impossible. Because right now, the time that we are in is very unusual in that. No, really, in that. You know, I'm just saying you could put about 18 varies on it and still not explain how unusual what we are doing as a race, as a species, as a planet is. It's literally alchemical juice. Literally, we're in alchemical soup. Mm. And so... Anything is possible. So instead of like, that's impossible. Yeah, maybe in a 3D, you know, harsh, like structured reality that we had before it was. But think about, just think about it this way. Like we literally have like 
I, and I, I'm going to just use 3D, 5D. I'm not really a fan of those, but I'm just going to use it for illustrative purposes. But we have 3D, we have 5D, and we have all of those in the middle. You can try having a conversation with someone from, you know, the old construct. They don't even understand what you're talking about. They don't even hear some of the things that you're saying mm -mm. at all, right? And so it's because we're sort of, so all of, with this alchemical soup, this quantum soup that we're in, we have the opportunity to seed it with the things that we want. And so that's another reason why we've been asked, what do you want? What do you desire? What do you want to see? You know, it's part of this refinement. As you're talking, I love this idea of quantum soup because all of this feels very primordial to me. We are resetting this planet. We are resetting as a race. Um, so the primordialness of it, yeah. Um, when we talk about the rarity of this, because uh, you guys can be hearing Marilyn, and I'll just give a little different context to it, which is planetarily 26,000 year cycle that we are on, we have not done this. And if you go back to Atlantis, we didn't succeed in Atlantis. If you go back to Lemuria, we didn't succeed. Like this thing that we are doing is precious and rare and celebrated. And it's why we have so many galactic energies who are like, oh, what are they doing down there? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're getting close. These little humans are getting close. The gold of your humanness the gift of your getting a body, your ability to transmute that that is physical and mix it with this alchemy of spirit and creation, this hasn't been done anywhere. So there are other civilizations, there are other galaxies, there are other planetary systems that have ascended. Nobody has done it like this, which is why there's... Um, such a desire to get the front row seat that you have. We have the fucking front row seat. If you don't want to be here, cool. You can do a walk-in situation. Like, I'm not really saying like to t do anything drastic, please. But I need you to recognize how fortunate you are to be here, to oversee this changeover. Like, <gasps> why would you want to be anywhere else right now? Because it's uncomfortable? Yeah, it's uncomfortable at times. Um, and I think I told you, Marilyn, my guides were laughing at me last week and they're like, it's just discomfort. And I'm like, fuck you. It's just discomfort. But we don't like to be uncomfortable. I don't like to be uncomfortable. We'll do anything to make it go away, but just sit in it for like a hot minute. What your body needs, ask it what it needs. You know, if it's not the body, then who is in there that's like having a problem? Is it you and a child? Like what's, what's, what's the deal? Um, in that primordial water stuff, I just want to kind of play with this for a moment because it's a lot of ancestral stuff that's coming up. It's a lot of preformative specific word that we're beginning to play in. So the failures of Atlantis and Lemuria, we can call them failures. There were certainly successes there too. Um, Sometimes those traumas will live in our body and they will inform what we do. But in the new that we're creating, like we don't need a recreation of Atlantis. We don't need a recreation of Lemuria. We don't need a new matriarchy. None of those structures are working. And so when we talk about the mission that is inside of you, precious one, that mission is because you have something to contribute to this new idea, to this new dream, to this new reality. And you don't have to, 
Like, it's not that hard, I think, is all that I want to really convey. It's not that hard for you to bring the thing that you love the most into the world. It's not that hard. Challenges of the hardness is where we have to, like, face and look at and where it's uncomfortable and where we've lied to ourselves and self-abandoned. Exactly. We already know how to bring the thing in. Oh, hey, wait. Say again. Say, hmm, say more. We already know how to bring the mission in. <sighs> it's just getting to that point of knowing how to bring the mission in. That's the journey, right? Like, that's the journey. While living out purpose, being the full expression of life. That's the journey. Right? And you're like, you're, you're it. You came here to do it. Yeah. So why not? Um, and I want to say this too, for anyone who is incarnated right now, you've got a piece of this mission should you want to pick it up. Not everybody wants to pick it up, but I also don't feel like there are a ton of energies out there who don't have purpose and who don't have mission. I don't think that the universe is that casual with energy, nor do I believe, um, oh, you want to go there? Fuck. Okay, ready to go there, Marilyn? With what we would call this nefarious agenda at times with the dark and the light in that duality that darkness has a purpose which is to squeeze us out so that the light becomes the more natural expression is that fair yes but also the darkness is always sort of required it doesn't have to be nefarious um that's just one it's just like any expression right there's many expressions of the light there's many expressions of the darkness that's just one way the darkness chooses to express itself um, but yeah, that one's hard to sit with because I'm actually, how do I say it? I'm going to be playing in quite a bit of darkness. You're um, in an upgrade. <laughs> I'm in an upgrade. I am actually in a time of transition right now, but it'll be interesting to see what does that do to the dark because even the dark has something to learn from the darkness. Mm. Um, and for beings who are attracted to the dark, like you can't just be in the dark. It has to be both. It has to be bringing light to the darkness, bringing the darkness to the light. Um, uh, it's the same way, like um, just only paying attention to the light. Yeah, it doesn't work. Gross. It doesn't work. <laughs> but a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. And, um... and, and because of that... Mm -hmm. What I notice is at times the shadow tends to be huge and that's what shows up to the conversation. And and the thing is, and you know, obviously, cause I'm in people's subconscious like day in, day out, you know, I, I can see the difference between when I'm talking to someone's ego or when I'm talking to someone's subconscious or when the unconscious has arrived or inner child. And the thing is like, you can be in the light all you want and that's wonderful but you do have to tend to your darkness you do well and not even just tending to because like i know me for my dark my darkness is sexy like she has good things to offer so i want everyone to get out of the polarization of it the duality the demonizing of dark um and it's not, I, I want to be careful here too, because I'm still learning, right? Like, I don't know. I don't have fucking answers. This is what Andy says today. But the point is not to make the dark light. The point is to be able to go into the dark and uh, harness its power and its purity and its soul, right? It's, it's to participate in the divinity of it outside of how it's been used and manipulated. 
Right. I'm not scared of that, Marilyn. I'm good with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, what would be your suggestion other than booking sessions with healers that you trust, like Marilyn or myself or others? What would be your one of your like first suggestions for people to be able to gain a higher perspective? Because this is really what I needed from you last week as both practitioner and friend. I was so in it that yeah. I couldn't remember to get up to higher self. And once I got up there to those realms, they just started laughing and they're like, we wondered when you were going to get up here and ask for what you wanted uh, because I was so embroiled in the discomfort of things. <laughs> so that takes practice, I will admit. Um, I So first of all, since I was little, I always sort of would see the bigger picture before I could zone in and sort of like do the detailed work. I look at it like that still, um, but <laughs> but I'm still human, and so I have to remind myself: you need to you need to get your shit together, and like zoom out, zoom out, and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, oh, oh, okay, this looks good. Highest also <laughs> whatever whatever works for you, or just even. You know, just even like if for you it works like you just zoom out on the planet. I don't know, but just something to gain perspective on a situation. Then then the blame that you're placing on someone looks different, right? Yeah. Or the whatever, like the self-hate that you're experiencing at the moment looks like what am I what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I having this conversation with myself? Like this makes no sense. Because when you're able to do that, especially as one who's ascending, you have the opportunity for many perspectives. You have you're able to see far more than just the little dot. It's like, mm. all right, my pant, I've got these nice laundered pants, and oh, look, there's a drop of ketchup on it. But now I'm gonna obsess about this spot of ketchup for the rest of the day, like but I still got a whole pair of pants on. And once you get up to sky level, you can't see your pants. You can't at all. Pants. Who cares? Um, thank you for that. And uh, I was just thinking like, I should tattoo a little magnifying glass on me. Like zoom out, zoom out whenever we need it. Cause we forget to do that. I you forget zoom out to, that. to zoom in. That's what I usually say, zoom out to zoom in. Yeah. And it goes in that way very fractal. It goes very multidimensional whenever you do zoom out. Um, if you want to do that through this central pillar of self going up or down, we did that in our meditation today. Um, and sometimes you do need other perspectives. I always find like, it's one of the reasons I love the Akashic so much. Like the Akashic gives perspective. Like you can be in it and think it's this and be really fucking attached to this. And then the Akashic is like, oh my God, it's so cool that this worst thing ever has happened. Uh, we have to have ways of accessing other perspectives other than this one that's here uh, very embroiled in the 3D. Well, because there's no one right or wrong. And when you get caught up in, like, think about how everyone has their own truth. Mm. Right? I mean, there's truth with a capital T, but then there's a lot of truths. And so to just be so like happily focused on that one thing. It, it's, it, it yeah, doesn't, to me, 
you're losing out on a lot. Like there's a lot more happening. And now you just sort of like put yourself um, in a little box. And in that Vox box, you become a victim. I try to say Vox. Uh, it's a Vox, not a box, because you're a victim inside of that box because you feel you don't have access to the vision. You don't have access to the full powers. You, um, anyone who thinks that this is all there around. is. Right, and you're literally running around in that box. like, And you have no clue you're in the box. You have no clue that you're chasing yourself around the box, looping like crazy, right? And and But it's happening. Um, but when you get to zoom out, you're like, <laughs> what? Yeah, what the fuck did I take all that so seriously for? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> I have to remind myself. Like you look at how like this grand being that you are and you're like, oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm upset about that. He took my chip. <laughs> like I say that to my nephew, really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> and then you can laugh and then the laughter right laughter breaks laughter is such good medicine everything mm -hmm. and before you know you're out of the box yeah then the box doesn't even exist anymore right yeah. and it just falls yep. um would you check in and see if there's anything else that they would like you to share today and i'll do the same Because I really, the intention as I hear it now, like it wasn't just to give hope, it was to give perspective today on what's going on when things are a little bit weird. Um, it was to recognize that things have been gained in the last three years, not just taken. Um, anything else? In that moment. Mm. If you can, if. Um, you can find yourself in your now. Everything falls away. Nothing is happening to you. You're not unsafe. Like, so the stories that you're saying about what you may have read in the news or that thing that that person told you, that happened. Create, now, drop into your now moment. Breathe into your now moment. And even go into the now moment with just pure intention of what you want to see. That's another thing that you can do. And just doing that even every day, right, is just pure magic. And you can use your breath to do it, right? Or I like to, I just happen to like to just put my headphones on and not connected to anything and I just listen to my heart. And it's like, I'm there like that. Um, I did it yesterday in a float tank, so I like uh, being able to use some tools in a bathtub. Uh, good ways for me to get into the now on my walks. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that the now is not something that you need to find. The now is something that you need to just be and let everything else drop away. Just like you don't have to find the zero points in you, the quantum is in you, your quantum. Like, all, there's no looking. Everything's within. Everything's within. Everything is within. Uh, Marilyn, uh, when people are ready to find you, how can they find you? Katie's daughter for now on Instagram, as I am literally, because I was in transition, <laughs> things are now changing again with the website. 
um, which has all fallen in. But even when that's available, it'll be on my Instagram page, Hades Daughter, H-A-I-T-I-S Daughter. Thanks. Look how I said that like I've said it a million times. I know. Look at that. It just it just rolled right out. Um, <laughs> thanks for saying yes today. Thanks for offering us uh, the perspective that just gives us the ability to uh, breathe into now a little different. I love you. I love you too.